2: as i was saying about tiger woods apparently in the sports talk world you don't say nasty things about tiger woods so uh it was a a big deal that this uh talk show host on a big station in new york uh, question Tiger Woods's uh truthfulness. Apparently that doesn't happen. You tell me. But. Called him a liar. Anyway, so Tiger Woods came out of whatever he came out of because as the talk show host pointed out, Tiger Woods didn't mention drug or rehabilitation in his statement. No. Tiger Woods said, I recently completed an out of state private intensive program. Yes I, I will continue to tackle this going forward. For all we know it was like learn to write calligraphy. Right. Yeah. Or more tennis of his, lessons, or more of his sex addiction, or or who knows what?
3: That's uh, none of your business. Well, that's that's his whole modus
2: operandi. It's none of your business. So the guy is pointing out that uh, decent chance we're going to see Tiger uh, stumbling around some town in America with a with a with a trollop again. I mean, yeah, yeah. He doesn't sound like someone who's made a oh my god I'm I, I've really got to get my act together.
3: Well, he was trollop free when he was arrested most recently.
2: True, but wasn't he coming back from a party or a girlfriend's house or something like that? Wasn't that why he was out in the middle of the well, night?
3: Well, No, I, and listen, I, I believe this. He has uh, he has real sleep problems, and has decided to treat them primarily uh, Elvis style, by uh, you know taking downers in the evening and 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 uh, what's the Ambien and that sort of thing by the handful. And then he, he quote-unquote, wakes up in the middle of the night, is is only partly
2: awake. He's in that zombie he state. He wakes up when well, the police are rapping on the window of his Mercedes with well, right, four exactly. flat tires and yeah. the dents in the front and the back. Right. <laughs> Whoa.
3: But, yeah, so he's the classic case of, uh, like, an ambient zombie who wanders around at night unaware of where he is and what he's doing.
2: Of course, this won't be funny if he ever runs somebody over or anything.
3: Right. Right. Or if he if he dies. I don't want the guy to die.
2: I tried to to activate my glutes as best I could. I
3: want him to be around and and
2: be uh, the butt of my jokes. Marathon runner escapes two bears. Guy training for a marathon, he finished second in a marathon on Tuesday, but first in a more important race on Wednesday when he saw two bears in Maine and they started to chase him and he yeah. took off running until he got to a house and he ran in the house and shut the door.
3: Well, if that third bear had chased him, maybe he'd have won the marathon.
2: It's the classic, I don't have to outrun you, I just have to outrun I don't have to outrun the bear, I just have to out you. But exactly. he had to outrun the bears. I guess yeah. he made it to the door about 10 yards ahead of the bear, which yeah. is way closer than I ever want to be to That's a bear. That's pretty close. Wow. Wow, and I've often said, only way I'm running
3: is if a bear is chasing me. So, that guy lived it.
2: My wife's uh, story, which I've told before, of being a little girl, and uh, she was she had done something wrong, so she had to go out and sweep off the back porch, and uh, she didn't want to do it, and her mom locked the door, said uh, the screen door, and said, "Stay out there until you're done," because she kept coming in. And uh, then she started screaming, Mom, there's a bear, there's a bear, there's a bear. No, there's not. Oh, my. <laughs> just finish your sweeping. Thought oh she my. was trying to get out of it. Again, this is the classic crying wolf story. Certainly. You're using all kinds of excuses to want to quit sweeping. Sounds like you're just making another one until her mom actually looked and there was a bear standing right behind her. Good Lord. <laughs> <laughs> As they lived on a 100 some acres. um, So she uh, unlocked the door. That was a good thing to do as a parent. The little blonde girl came in, and then they shut the door. And the bear stayed out there. Dang it! I almost ate her. How, bear- different, how different would my life have been if the bear had eaten her? Or was the bear just sitting there thinking,
3: this is just terrible parenting. I can't believe what I'm seeing. I mean, I don't like to eat people. I have no interest in it. But I could. I mean, maybe I'll just growl. Say so there, there. Anything? Mom's still in there watching her soap operas. Very nice. Bear wanders
1: away,
2: shaking its head. Right.
1: Maybe the bear grabbed the broom and just started sweeping. She looks outside, and there's a the bear sweeping the porch.
2: That's what would happen in comic book. It certainly is. <laughs> Very nice. Um, Still waiting for Putin and Trump to have their meeting. They haven't actually had their meeting yet, and then uh, we'll see what comes out of that, if anything. I'm trying to find a... Uh... Let's
3: see. I'm trying to find an email. That's funny. I printed out a bunch of great stuff, and it didn't it did not show up that'd be perfect for here yeah i know i was going to i was going to show it to you and ask whether it's okay to read it um ah, dang it no i can't find it it was a uh it's a bit of a criticism and it brought up your wife and i couldn't decide whether it was mm. it was proper or not so well that's a, you know that's a yeah did i tell you about the toast cafe
2: <laughs> yes you did so uh
3: i got to get my head together before I talk about that. Um, we can't do that. Play what? something, Vince. Play something entertaining. I can play. Do I we can, have that gal ripping up her knee? That was great.
2: I can pay this off. The city of Missouri is going to roll back the minimum wage. Not the city of Missouri. The state of Missouri is going to roll back the minimum wage in St. Louis from $10 to seven seventy, dollars um, As they think it has done them more harm than good. They had planned to raise the um, minimum wage even higher uh, than $10 to $11 an hour in 2018. But their feeling is that it's that it's not working. It's being a little counterproductive, as we've talked about a lot over the years. And you either buy into that or you don't. It's, um, it's interesting. As a political movement, the whole raise the minimum wage is more or less settled. Majority opinion in both parties think, yes, absolutely, higher minimum wage. You can't live on that. We need a living wage. Um, even though economically it doesn't make a lot of sense. And uh, in St. Louis, Missouri, they've decided, you know, it's not working for us.
3: Well,
2: that's not the least bit surprising to anybody who understands economics. Businesses immediately pushed back, including one restaurant owner who said it grew so expensive to pay workers that he had to cut back from five to two days a week for lunch. Further, he decreased the size of his entrees, which cost him even more customers. Cut back on hours, employees, etc. Um... So we'll see how I like I like the idea of uh, experiments in different states and different cities to see how it works out, and we can look at the data. Honestly, I hope and and figure it out.
3: Yeah, which is why those of us with libertarian leanings hate the uh, constant looking to the federal government to issue blanket laws and regulations and one size fits all stuff. We have this sort of amazing opportunity to try things in the United States and and to find great solutions. And those of you who worship Washington and 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 want federal laws and federal regulations all the time you're you're, you're quashing that ability and it's just dumb
2: yeah let seattle and san francisco try a higher minimum wage and see how it works out i mean then there's plenty of evidence as re, as we've reported over the last couple of years in san francisco and seattle that it that's not working out exactly the way people had thought okay trump and putin have just sat down for the the public part of this with the cameras on them they're sitting in a couple of big, white, comfortable-looking chairs.
3: Both leaning forward, well, projecting the,
2: strength, ready to leap at each other. They're the kind of chairs that's difficult to sit in and not feel or look goofy.
3: Right. They both have the edge of the seat, leaned forward at the waist, arms, elbows out, knees spread. Again, ready for action look. <laughs>
2: Trump is making a statement. Putin is chuckling. We have Putin chuckling. They're both kind of fluffing up their feathers, trying to make themselves appear bigger than they are. They got their elbows out. That's a very, very common thing in the animal kingdom. That's right. Do you want me to bring up audio here? Well, yeah, I don't know if they're actually playing Trump or not. Yeah, Yeah. bring up the audio and let's see what we got here. Okay, I'll back it up a little bit and we'll see what what we got going here. Go ahead.
1: Thank you very much.
2: And the microphone is directly it. on the cameras. President yeah.
1: Putin and I have been discussing various things, and I think it's going very well. We've had some very, very good talks. Uh, we're going to have a talk now, and obviously that will continue. But we look forward to a lot of very positive things happening for Russia, for the United States,
0: and for everybody concerned. And it's an honor to be with you.
2: Oh, good hearty handshake, go. huh? Going with the positive. Listen let's Reset. Here's a button. <laughs> for Russia and the United States. I thought it was America first. Whoa, oh, America was second there. That's yeah, a good point. Yeah, campaign go, promises. Let's go to
3: Chris Matthews. <laughs>
2: Let's see how this finishes here, okay? They shook hands.
3: Peter has just administered Uh, a fatal dose of of polonium. I can't understand a word that Russian reporter is (laughs) saying.
2: so we'll see what comes out of that. I don't I don't know. I, I think this has been, uh, like most stuff in in cable news especially, in all news, overblown as to the significance. I mean, they got to meet for the first time and uh, start to establish some relationship that will play out over the next four or eight years. But I, I, I just don't think much of what's said today is going to have any real impact on whether they talk about the election or Syria or whatever. I'm not sure I understand what you're trying to tell me. Are you trying to say that
3: Cable news is whipping up a story to be much more than it really is, trying to excite us and get us to tune in. Well,
2: people saying this is one of the most consequential days of his presidency, and I'm just not sure if that's the case.
3: So far, No, it's one of the more consequential ones, but there will be many more to come. He could get it exactly right today and have it go to hell next week. He could screw it up unforgivably today. And gather it up and be fine in a month. So, come on now.
2: You do have to worry. You do have to worry with the handshake that Putin uh, stuck a little polonium in your wrist. Dude, ow! What was that? Oh, well, that was
3: weird. You're, then, you're dead by lunch. Your hair's falling out and an hour later. Your eyes are bleeding.
2: We'll keep an eye on the your president's teeth eyes. Your are soft. <laughs> we'll monitor this whole situation on the Armstrong and Getty Show. They may have figured out what happened to Amelia Earhart, how Americans like to eat their steak. number of stories we have coming for you. And a new use for fidget spinners. I will get to that this segment. Wow. UCLA, UCLA grad came up with the idea. She's going to make a lot of money. Really? Yeah.
3: With, with, okay. All right. I'll take Stay your you word for it. Uh, so uh, the yin and yang of the... Uh, and the interaction between us, the hosts, and you, our beloved listeners. Nice note from Teresa. Guys, got to say, you guys say things the way I think. I wish I could articulate it, adding the humor the way you do. Spot on, guys. Spot on. I'm in the Santa Cruz Mountains, and it's rare I encounter like-minded people. I'd like to be in the Santa Cruz yeah. Mountains. I enjoy your show every morning and the way it into work. Thanks for your common sense views, sorting things out in a way that makes things clear. You guys rock it. Thanks, Teresa. Really nice of you to say. And there's this contribution from Jay. Damn, the fake news dude from the WAPU that A&G had on this morning. Uh, blah, 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 zaba, uh, leave it to Simple Jack to bring up the unsubstantiated claim that Obama had given Putin a dirty look when they met because Obama had told Putin not to meddle in U.S. elections. Well, that's, I mean, Barack Obama said, you see that videotape? This is what I was saying to him at that moment. I, I tend to believe the guy.
2: You've seen the picture, right? Uh, yes, everybody has. It certainly appears they're giving each other dirty looks.
3: Earlier in the show, hypocritical Simple Jack had chastised Trump for responding to a reporter's, pres- uh, reporter's question about Trump. cetera, so, Simple Jack stated several times during the election that he didn't trust t- Trump with his wife. Why would any man want to be with Jack's frizzy-haired wife who smells like goat pee? Huh. That is really not helpful.
2: My wife is n- not frizzy-haired. <laughs> And, uh, and she doesn't smell like goat pee.
3: specifically, her I'd like to... Her scent is, is
2: not that of goat urine. <laughs> I,
3: yeah. I question this gentleman's uh, depth of knowledge of, of either topic, frankly. Sir, your, your unfriendly screeds are not welcome here.
2: Speaking of the sartorial needs of uh, young women, are sleeveless dresses appropriate attire? Congress doesn't think so. A young female reporter recently tried to enter a guarded room known as the Speaker's Lobby outside the house chamber, uh, but her outfit was considered inappropriate because her shoulders weren't covered. She was wearing a sleeveless dress.
3: I, I've been in that lobby, and I remember uh, there were various uh, rules and regs for what we could have and wear and the rest of it, yeah. So she was wearing it, and they, they, they wouldn't let her in. For- I, I think that's good. I think that is appropriate. It's a sign of disrespect. Cover your whore arms! <laughs> is what I would say. <laughs> Because Cover your harlot's limbs!
2: Because you're a member of the Taliban. <laughs> Forced to improvise, she ripped out pages from her notebook and stuffed them into her dress's shoulder openings to create sleeves. An officer who's tasked with enforcing the rules in the speaker's lobby, good work if you can get it, said her creative concoction still was not acceptable. That seems a Go little... from this place,
3: Be-papered tramp!
2: Uh, men are expected to wear suit jackets and ties in the House Chamber. Women, on the other hand, have been told they're not allowed to wear sleeveless blouses or dresses, sneakers or open-toed shoes. That seems a little old-timey to me. You can be you can be quite dressed up and 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 have a sleeveless dress on, don't you think?
3: Yeah, I think the double standard for men and women in business dress is a very odd cultural, uh, you know, kind of relic. But uh, putting that aside. Yes, yes, you could look like a, uh, you know, a billionaire, a titan of industry, uh, uh, whatever, as a woman, and have open-toed shoes, for instance.
2: Oh, of course, of course. Mm. Cover your toes, concubine. <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's what I would say. Uh, Were I in charge of the speaker's lobby, that sacred, sacred space.
2: In, I uh, can see your toes, whore. <laughs>
3: Yeah, open-toed shoes. Oh my God! Kind of a combination of Mullah Omar and a drill sergeant.
2: Wow. Cover your
3: toes, you slut.
2: So, uh, speaking of kind of slutty attire, um, <laughs> this uh, 22-year-old UCLA grad uh, has come up with something she calls the fidgetitty with D's, <laughs> uh, two D's, fidgetitty, fidgetitty. Fidget-itties. fidget It's a fidget spinner that you can wear on your nipple.
0: <laughs> yes. It's basically a fidget
2: spinner if, pasty. If you'd like to. <laughs> here's here's a picture of it, and it is uh, well, thought it, that it will become a huge hit, it, like your Coachella-type outdoor music festival. Yes. I can see that being will. a... It will. Yeah, it absolutely will. Oh, my will. God. Yeah. Yes, it will. The no. picture
1: does not do it justice.
2: There is video, and it is interesting. <laughs> She's going to make a gazillion dollars. Wow. If you need the perfect accessory for your next Coachella, wild club night, or just a surprise for your Tinder date, check <laughs> out the fidgetities. Well, and and this is certainly the answer to the question
3: so many women have uh, have asked as they watch their kids play with the uh, fidget spinner.
2: I'd sure like to affix this to my nipples, but I have no idea how. I'm looking at this picture now. She can't get into the uh, Congress cloakroom dress like that, can she? <laughs> Surely not. I, would, I think if Mitch McConnell would have an
3: infarction, <laughs> Just clutch at in his chest and fall over, <laughs> dead. Oh, boy. That is hilarious. So have... Fidgy ditties.
2: So I, I still am somewhat con- confused by the timeline here. So have Trump and Putin had their in-a-room-alone talk yet? Or are they headed into the room to have their alone talk? I, I thought... The Can president. you believe we pulled this off? Oh my God! High fives. He hands him the big bag of cash. So
3: how goes it with lock her up? Can we still lock her up? <laughs> um, I I, uh, I don't. I thought the president had suggested they had their private meeting. Now it's the public meeting, um, and he was talking about they had great discussion. Well, I can't. I don't even know.
2: I'm just looking at the headlines on the cable news. Trump ignores shouted questions about election meddling. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure he did. Um, that's not the sort of thing you bring up on first meeting, is it? Putin yeah. says he's delighted to meet Trump personally? You know, I, I know
3: a lot of you think that Trump's a simpleton, but he's not a simpleton. He's a, He's extremely experienced in dealing with powerful negotiators who want to get the best of it. He's had all so kinds he of, knows how to play a hand of poker.
2: Sure, he's had all kinds of meetings where you go into a foreign country and you got to meet with the uh, the big wigs with billion dollar deals The Punjab job of dudad, sure. Yeah, and uh and you know how to, uh, to play the game and that sort of stuff. The potentate of Slovenia. But but I would made say up a stand. the the like the tweet that he put out today about uh, Podesta and the email server. It's um am- it's amazing his um Or or yesterday's a better example. He gave a well-received, by anybody who paid any attention to it, speech about uh, Western civilization and standing up and uh, surviving into the future. And And the the importance of alliances, which was interesting. Alliances and families and all different kind of stuff. Good speech. But he ruined it, of course, by making all his statements about Obama knew about the Russians and didn't do anything about it. And he choked and just all that stuff. And Trump is one of the most successful humans that's ever lived on planet Earth. I don't know how you'd measure that sort of thing, but he's a multi-billionaire who became president of the United States. That's pretty good. So he's one of the more successful humans that's ever existed, yet he, he has so little self-control. Got the impulse control of a six-year-old, or so it would seem. He, he, he gave the speech and then stepped all over the message of the speech and all the coverage of the speech with, with stupid stuff that did him no good. And he's done that over and over and over and over and over again. It's just, it's interesting from a personality standpoint. (laughs) You think? I think he's an amazing beast. Although, you know, people are, people, all people are, humans are contradictions. I am, you are, everyone is. Mm. And uh, it's often easier for others to point it out than it is for ourselves. But. They discovered a new last letter of Thomas Jefferson. I read this on 4th of July. It was pretty interesting. Really? I I missed this. What was considered his last letter, and I wish I had it in front of me, uh, has some of his most famous quotes that Tim the lawyer can uh, quote off the top of his head about a man being uh, uh, ridden with a saddle or whatever it is. Um, It's like an S&M thing or what? I don't get it. It was on the 50th anniversary of the signing of the Declaration of Independence. Oh, that's right, yeah. Thomas Jefferson, all the remaining signers, still living signers of the Declaration of Independence, were invited to show up to this gathering. Uh, There's only like three or four alive. And uh, and, and he and John Adams, and, and I think everybody, was too old to go. Mm-hmm. But so he wrote a letter instead, and he said something about what we did was uh, you know monumental because for years... A uh, select few of powerful had had ridden the the rest of mankind with a saddle. I mean, it's much more eloquent than this, but it, but 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 basically pointing out, you know, what we had did this amazing experiment, mm-hmm. but now we get to govern ourselves. That's and some start, beautiful stuff. And it's not just you know the powerful that rule over the rest of us, and we have to do whatever they want. Um, I'm getting to the contradiction part, and so and so in the article which I thought was very fair. This was in the Washington Post. It mentioned it's interesting, you know, the guy that said all men are created equal and talks about that, had slaves and, you know, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And he was also going broke at the end of his life. He spent a lot of time trying to figure out how am I going to pay my bills? They were, they were going to have a, um, a state lottery to raise money for Thomas Jefferson just so he could stay in his house. And it was a right. huge uh, uh, public conversation that was horribly embarrassing to to him and his family. Most people tried to keep these conversations away from him because he knew it was so embarrassing. Because he spent like a wild man. And this new last letter that they discovered was him sending a letter to France ordering a case of their finest wine to be shipped to him. (laughs) When he's flat broke, going to be kicked out of his house as an old man and have to live in the street, he was ordering super fancy expensive wine from France because he had to have the best. And he was on his deathbed. It's just people are contradictions. Humans are contradictions. Yeah, I mean, we just amazing. we do we do we do crazy things. You can be a genius and at the same time, well, yeah, order an expensive wine. You're freaking broke, you moron. Mm-hmm. Um, there's that. So Trump can accomplish all the stuff he's accomplished and send out these tweets or make statements that ruin all the good stuff you did earlier in the day. Right. Right, just the way we are. That
3: is something, and and it's so frequently used to discredit people. You know, you you have somebody come up with a brilliant philosophy or a truth about life or governance or whatever, and they also happen to be a drunk, for instance, and they'll right. be discredited. Or you know, I happen to be reading about, about one uh, thinker, and I won't muddy the argument with the person's name because they're very controversial. But, um, and I thought, well, that aspect of what they're thinking about that's incredibly insightful and great. Then later in their life, they, they, they went off the deep end and were a little too in love with their own ideas, blah, blah, blah. And so this writer who was writing about them was using that to discredit the original ideas. And I thought, that's not legit at all. Sometimes people uh, hit on beautiful truths and, and then later, you know, kind of go off the deep end or, or spend all their money plus. You know, the whole slave thing, I
1: don't,
3: well, never mind. you bothers it? me it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you see? God, there's a piece in the Atlantic about a guy whose family had a slave for 50 years in America. Really? Yeah, recently. Yeah, the family had some third worlder as a servant, and it was she was a slave, and he had to admit that, and he had to admit to uh, that his family were slavers, and it, really interesting. But anyway, I just the, the whole the, the presentism bothers the hell out of me. When we talk about the founding fathers and their slaves as if they were living in the year twenty one hundred or you know, the twenty first century and decided, you know, to grab up some people and enslave them, you know, knowing what we know and believing what we believe these days. That's irresponsible. But we have no more time. Mm. What's going well, on? I'm not Thomas Jefferson. He
1: was a pussy. Hmm. What's coming up, your news, Marshall Phillips? <laughs> the dance of the world leaders well underway. Trump and Putin meeting reporters before going behind closed doors. We had a scuffle in the air. People hit with wine bottles. Plane forced to return to West Coast Airport. And Elon Musk's plans to light up Australia. Coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Getty. Plus, Oregon passes the worst law ever. I want to hear about
0: that
2: coming up on the Armstrong and Getty show. We got this text. I was aware of this because I am a uh, nut about the founding generation. But in case you didn't, it is interesting. Both John Adams and Thomas Jefferson did die on the 4th of July, the 50th anniversary of the signing, which is something. Adams' last words were Jefferson lives. Jefferson lives, except Jefferson was already dead. But he didn't Sorry, know that. John That's Adams bad. wrong to the end. <laughs> <laughs> at the news now with Marsha Phillips. Now,
1: President Trump and Russian President Putin are meeting at this hour before going behind closed doors the two exchanged pleasantries for the press.
0: Uh, we're going to have a talk now and obviously that will
1: continue. But we look forward to a lot of very positive things happening
0: for Russia, for the United States and for everybody concerned. And it's an honor to be with you. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Can they? And I'm delighted to be able to meet you personally, Mr. President, and I hope, as you have said, our meeting will yield positive results. Good the, result the news for us. Thank, you. Thank you.
2: Well, Putin has a mm. surprising, charming English accent, yes. right? So then they go behind closed doors, yeah. they shut the doors where nobody can see, and then they right. just burst out laughing. Can you believe we pulled it off? Oh, my God! Oh, we did it! We did it! High-fiving, hugging each other. What are you, all in with Chris Hayes? What's happening here? I'm this is Stephen. terrible. I'm Stephen Colbert. Wow. Fantastic. Man, I just, I just, the whole thing is overblown. The whole thing. whole damn thing. The the reality <laughs> of the conflict right. between the United States and Russia is not overblown. We're, we're staring each other right. eyeball to eyeball in Syria right now, and something's got to get worked out. They're trying to worm their way into North Korea, which is, threatens a nuclear holocaust. So, yeah,
3: we have serious, serious differences.
1: But how much of it hinges on this particular meeting, I'm not sure. A Delta flight to Beijing had to return to Seattle-Tacoma International Airport last night after a passenger assaulted a flight attendant in the first-class cabin. Oh, yeah. And we can see the scuffling going on. One of the flight attendants ran back, and uh, so there was a code 3. There was a serious fight up front. Others restra- Passenger assaulted a flight attendant? Yes. Well,
3: no, no. It's way more than that. This guy went
1: ape-ass. Yes. He, he went nuts. Go on, Marshall. He was running man, or man. He was running up and down the aisle and screaming and yelling, tried to go towards one of the exit doors. Attacking he, a no, man- All right,
3: boy. I'm I'm sorry, Marshall. You got a bad account. you were fed bad news. I know you don't do original reporting. It's not like it's not like you were on the airplane. This guy, three C. This guy went back and forth to the uh, bathroom several times. Right. And then he started yelling. He tried to pound and get into the cockpit. Then he started to try to open the exit door. Right. And then a bunch of passengers go forward to try to subdue him. Right. He throws them off like children. Right. Multiple people go to whaling on him, try to choke him out. One guy said, I was thrown aside like a doll. Yeah. They smash a wine bottle over his head. He keeps fighting. They smash another wine bottle over his head. He keeps fighting. Finally, a gang of people pummeling him, jabbing him, gouging him, choking him. They finally <laughs> subdue him. And then they
1: head back to SeaTac with multiple people bloodied and battered. Uh, Joe's account, Joe's account, while uh, very overwrought, is basically what this guy said. who was involved in the battle, and they broke two bottles of wine on his head. Tried to choke him, and he just threw me off like a ragdoll.
2: There you go. I uh, <laughs> it wouldn't occur to me to think I'll try to hit him on the head with a wine bottle. <laughs>
1: But uh, um, well, it would occur to
3: me because so, I got an empty one in my hand.
2: So, was this guy particularly large or was he on PCP or what right. was going on there? That's
1: not clear to me at no, this point. No, I haven't seen a physical description. <laughs> anyway, the person removed from the flight is now in custody. Elon Musk is building the world's biggest battery. The Tesla CEO telling a news conference a giant battery in South Australia will be three times more powerful than the next biggest battery. You know
2: the size Ds, the big ones they used to use in kids' yeah. toys? Yeah, it's a, This is a size E.
1: Ooh! The world's biggest battery. Nobody's ever even seen a size E. The giant battery will serve the almost 2 million people that live in South Australia who suffer frequent power outages. The battery is going to be hooked up to a wind farm as part of a government plan to deliver clean and affordable power. so Elon
2: Musk could end up going down in history as, you know, a a real, um... Well, a name people remember forever in terms of battery storage, that that sort of thing. Just an inventor like Thomas Edison. Yeah. You know what's got to come, and I, I was
3: told by one company that they were close, and I may have invested some money that I later had to take out again. But if you have a solar system on your house, and you should, um... Being able to store the power. Right. That's the key thing that's missing at this
2: point. Well, that's what the energy companies really don't want you to be able to do. Yeah, well, F them.
1: Yeah, they're getting very, very close to developing batteries that you can use.
2: That, that is store. a game changer, yeah. which is an overused term, but man, that will be a game changer. When I. When I can get uh, power and store it, then you just right. don't need the energy company at all. And then there's got to be legislation to do away with this silly. Why am I still using your lines and paying you a fee to transport my power around from my house into my stuff? Right, right. That's ridiculous. Then
3: I go off-grid. I got the freeze-dried food. I got the firearms. Needless to say, it's none of your business, though. Why are you looking at me? Then I'm I'm independent. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. Raising my own raccoons for meat,
2: <laughs> Et yeah, yeah, and battery technology, whether if you know for your cell phone or whatever, that just lasts much longer, faster to charge, holds yeah. the charge much longer. We got to we got to bust through this little slowing us down.
3: Why don't we have a battery that lasts for three days that you plug in at home to your solar power? Which might be active power or it might be the battery, et cetera, et cetera. And we're just generating our own electricity all the time.
2: Right. It's got to be within range. Awesome. Keep Keep on it, Elon. So Oregon passed the worst law ever? Oh, it's horrible. Okay. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. We are just talking about Elon Musk, why Tesla needs the Model 3 to thrive in a future it helped create, the future of electric cars. Coming up with Brian Fung, the tech reporter for the uh, Washington Post. We've been talking about that the last couple of
3: days. Yeah, Volvo with their big announcement, etc. Yeah, I'll be interested and talk to Brian. He's a good dude, too, so uh, hang around if you can. Insurance companies in Oregon would be required to cover abortions at no cost to the patient Regardless of income, citizenship status, or gender identity, under a measure approved Wednesday by lawmakers in Oregon, twisting themselves into bizarre rhetorical and ideological pretzels to frantically signal their virtue—the
2: <laughs> gender Ten's identity liberals. part. If you're pregnant with a child, you're 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 enough of a woman.
3: Whoa, no, no, we can't we can't uh, provide any sort of services to this uh, woman. She's wearing a man's hat because that was a big deal in Oregon, of course. <laughs> God dang it. You people, I I, t- I probably shouldn't say anything. You are so unintentionally entertaining. You try so hard. But the fact that we are now, well, insurance companies, yeah, because they'll just say, well, golly, up, did it up. I guess we better absorb the costs and we won't pass that on to our customers at all. So now the people of Oregon are being faced. to forced to pay for free abortions for illegals, can't even charge them a co-pay by the laws of the state of Oregon. R- no limitation on what part of the pregnancy it is or oh, anything.
2: See, that, that's the part late that's
3: term a- illegal alien abortions hmm. are must be free under uh, uh, Oregon's
2: law. I-, I bring this up. As often as I can, actually, whenever the abortion uh, topic comes up, is that anything past first term, there's great agreement among Americans in of all political stripes that that, that ain't cool. So the, the first term part, whether abortion should be illegal or not, Roe versus Wade, that whole thing, very controversial. Right. But you get past the first term, it's not controversial.
3: No. Huge majority of Americans think is that for Significant awful. restrictions. In the second trimester, third trimester, it is it is so universally despised, it's not even worth
2: d- discussing the numbers. Yet people, for, politicians, for whatever reason, are afraid to fight that or give in to that because the slippery slope. You you stop third-term abortions and pretty soon Roe versus Wade is overturned. No, I don't think that's the case. No, that's I think you just stop murdering babies and uh, then we'll argue about the other part later. But yeah, that, that drives me crazy. Um, and, and, you know, for the record, illegal immigrants can come to the United States and get abortions paid for by the taxpayer. How crazy is this country? It's it's really nuts. And I suppose if you're against that, you're an anti-immigrant. Oh, please. We're a country built on immigration. We're a nation of immigrants.
3: Do people have any real arguments? Um, shortly before the passage of that bill, the House defeated a GOP-sponsored measure to ban late-term abortions undertaken solely because of the known or suspected sex of the unborn child. So they permitted even, you can abort in the eighth month your child because you find out it's a girl and you don't want one in Oregon. That's, you're not you're not for abortion rights. You love abortions. You want abortions. You want to have like abortion parades and abortion festivals. You just you love abortions. If you're not willing to ban late term abortions undertaken solely because of the sex of the child, you're a lunatic.
2: Yeah, you're a you're a you're something.
3: God dang it. I tell you what, I you know I'm I'm one of them, and I I would be considered by virtually all of America moderate on the question of abortion, according to the numbers we were just discussing. I you know I I happen to do a, a big giant thingamajigger in college about the history of abortion laws and and et cetera et cetera, and and I have a fairly Bill Clinton esque position. I'd like them to be safe and rare, um, but not illegal, not back alley et cetera et cetera. Um, but this is just bizarro time. I mean, this is just this is crazy. Now, I want it absolutely I to say,
2: illegal after the first term. If you can't figure out by then what you want to do, then 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 then, then shut up. God, there's it's a stance. uh so, Well, and most Americans agree with
3: me, by the way. Well, yeah, that is true. So it's it's got to be incredibly uh, frustrating for the, you know, geographically, it's the vast majority of Oregon and Oregonians that think this is just lunatic, but. Because the big cities that have become infected in this sort of insular, circular, um, illogical, extremist ideology, they win the day. And whether it's the utterly indefensible abortion laws of Oregon or Illinois, which is is racing toward insolvency, there's nothing the rest of us can do about it. You know, unless you're violating uh, civil rights, the majority does rule.
2: See how it goes, I guess. Free abortions for illegals. So you hear the, all the talk about electric cars. We still don't buy very many of them every year in the United States, but uh, that that might change, I guess, if technology gets good enough. Um, we're going to talk about the future of that. Elon Musk is, 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 is betting a lot on it, of course.
3: Well, as a guy with a big, high-powered SUV, uh, I myself, I'm curious about electric cars. I'd like to know more. Stay tuned to the
2: Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: O slash parody for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers and other important information. So should we go electric? I think we should go electrified with Toyota
3: electrified.